Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arsenal Way. And it's a different type of show for you guys today. Of course, I'm joined by the regular Uma Chowdhury. However, we have Jake Ellen Bergen here to talk about LA Rams and Stan Conkey's ownership. Now, of course, we know the LA Rams are set to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. That shall be interesting. But we want to focus on Stan Conkey and his ownership of the LA Rams and how it compares to Arsenal. Jake, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Really appreciate, uh, you know, getting this invite. It's not, you know, very often I ever, I, I didn't ever think I'd talk on a soccer podcast. So uh, this is, this is definitely a first. So really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We're, we're delighted to have you, to be honest. And uh, of course, with the Super Bowl on Sunday, we have to speak about Stan Kroenke and his rise. He, I think, I believe this is your second Super Bowl in the recent years now getting there. And that's a big thing in the NFL. Just what are your views of Stan Kroenke from the LA Rams side of things? Well, you know, it's funny because if you had asked my co-host Alexis Kraft of the Downtown Rams podcast, she is from St. Louis. So she very much does not like Stan Kroenke. Uh, for me, being in New York, I don't have any sort of bias against him. But I will say I actually like him a lot. And here's why. Um, with Stan Kroenke, as opposed to, say, you know, you may not know the name, but if you do, uh, Dean Spanos, who owns the Los Angeles Chargers. But right now, you know, they're basically... We call it pay your rent because they share that stadium that's going to be hosting the Super Bowl. And to be honest with you, that was not the original intent. They tried to get a stadium in Carson. Um, you know, it was the Carson project, and uh, they were trying to go in on it with the Raiders. And this whole thing came about because Dean Spanos was originally, you know, he's the owner of the Chargers, but they were originally in San Diego. And he kind of just didn't really care. And you know, the thing about him is that he didn't have the money Cronky does. So St. Louis fans don't like Cronky because Cronky, they felt kind of, you know, led them, you know, led them astray and, and led them along only to go to L.A. Um, there's a lot there, obviously, and I won't touch on all of that. But the reason I like Cronky to kind of sum it all up is because there's no money issue with the Rams. Uh, they'll go out and, and you know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, big time players in the NFL, they'll pay those guys. Whereas there was a big time player who won defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack. He was with the Oakland Raiders and that ownership didn't want to pay him. They literally traded him, even though, you know, he fit under the salary cap. They just didn't want to pay him. And so there's a lot of owners like that. Um, there are owners that can get too involved, like, I've actually met him twice. I, I've, I've talked to him before, Jerry Jones. Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but I will tell you right now, he's not typically the owner that I would want because he likes to kind of pull the strings himself. He likes to, oh, I, I like this guy in the draft. Let's go and do that. I like owners that are there to own the team, have the money, set the table for that. You have your coaching staff. You have your GMs. You hire people uh, to basically, you know, get everything done. 
and you trust that. And all that your job is, is to open up your checkbook every now and then. And that's the thing. Kroenke has no issue doing that. And he doesn't, you know, force the Rams into making certain moves. And that's why I, I do like him. Mm, that's, you're not, you're going to make Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you touch on the fact that he opens his checkbook and he's been providing funds to the LA Rams. But it's a bit contrasting when we as Arsenal fans, we're speaking about year in, year out. Stan Kroenke's not been providing the club enough funds. And I just wanted to basically touch on like what has been the, what has been the strategy in recent years to what the LA Rams have done. And do you see any parallels with comparisons to, say, Arsenal? Well, unfortunately, guys, I don't see many comparisons to Arsenal because, you know, my one of my good friends, uh, he is an Arsenal fan. I always say if I had to pick a soccer team, you know, genuinely do not follow. But, um, you know, if I had to pick one, it would be Arsenal. And it's kind of funny because it's like the only connection I have to it is Stan Kroenke. So, like, I was like, yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, but I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know the players. I just know that I get a lot of stuff in my mentions. Uh, people will be like, well, how do you feel about Kroenke now that this has happened? I'm like. I don't know. I I don't know what's going on with Arsenal. I couldn't tell you anything about any player. Um, but you know, the, the thing is, I'm gonna be straight with you. I like him for the Rams perspective. What I've heard about Arsenal, I I, I would not like him if I was an Arsenal fan because it, it's you know, it's kind of like you guys aren't necessarily coming about it in in a way that's negative, but I understand Arsenal fans that see what you know, he's doing over with the Rams, not afraid to open up the checkbook for an Aaron Donald, paying him 20 plus million per year, you know, being OK with the trades that they've made and having to pay those guys when their contracts are up. And, you know, just all of this star talent, um, you know, I would be a little upset if I was an Arsenal fan seeing that, you know, and I'm like, wait, they're, they're doing that over there with the Rams and the same owners not doing this with Arsenal. And it has to kind of, you know, make you feel upset because you kind of feel like, I mean, Crockett has the money to do that. So, so what's the deal? Does, is he like kind of, uh, you know, a half-ass owner? Like, you know, like what, what's the deal here? Are you, like, I don't feel like I'm getting as much love. It's kind of like, you know, it doesn't happen with every parent, but you have, say you have three kids and, you know, the parent gives, you know, they have their favorite and then they have like kind of their second favorite. And then the kid that is like the runt of the family doesn't get as much love. Yeah. That's kind of how I see Arsenal, whereas the Rams are kind of his baby right now. You know, they're the moneymaker, you know, massive market in L.A. And uh, it's the first time a team has been in L.A. in over 20 years. So they're really trying to make this thing work. And furthermore, the NFL is trying to make this thing work because the NFL hasn't been in L.A. in 20 plus years. And now you have all of the NFL network production and studios and everything. They're right on the campus of SoFi Stadium which is what Kroenke really built. It's a house that Kroenke built. But at the same time, Arsenal fans, and you know, I don't think he owns the Nuggets anymore. I think he was forced to give that away. But you know, looking at um, you know, Arsenal, uh, I would definitely say that's not really fair. Why are you doing it over here? I understand you know, L.A., massive market. But hey, man, you got the money. These both can be successful. You can make more money. I get it. I, I I truly do. I like him for for my. It's kind of the thing like where your friend tells you, "No, nah, he, he's a bad dude, but he's nice to me." That's how I feel about Stan Kroenke. Yeah, I think you did, you explained it perfectly there. Him, Eli Rams being his his baby, his son. Whilst we Arsenal and other side, we feel a bit neglected and left out. That's how us as Arsenal fans thought. I think it was after your last victory 
West Ham Conquer actually took part in an interview on the pitch, which is very unusual. He's very hardly unusual. at Arsenal. He's very at Arsenal. He's very rarely at Arsenal games. He's never there. He's never pictured Arteta, the Arsenal manager, had to fly over to I believe it was to Denver, wasn't it, Uma, to, yeah, to speak to Stan Conquer. Yeah. So that was very unusual. But being the CEO of the downtown Rams, of course, you will know a lot about them and the strategy we want, to, we want to talk about because LA Rams, they seem to be succeeding. Arsenal, they're on the road to succeeding. But what has been Conquer's main strategy just to get LA Rams to almost the pinnacle, as, as we'll see possibly on Sunday? Well, going against the grain and hiring the youngest head coach to ever coach football in the NFL, and that's Sean McVay. Um, this guy comes to this team. They win four out of 16 games. He comes there. They instantly win 11 out of 16. They go to the playoffs. They lose in the first round, hosting a home playoff game. Um, and keep in mind, while this is happening, this is kind of, this is the second season. They had Jeff Fisher, a coach that really, he's been to a Super Bowl before, but he's been, you know, known for being about average every year. They brought him along for the move. Um, and when they brought him along for the move, that team was kind of like they won four out of 16 games. So when they hire McVay, they win 11 out of 16. They lose in the first round of the playoffs. Next year, he says, all right, we're going to get this fixed. He turns around. They spend a little bit more money. They go out and get some stars and they go to the Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl. 2019 rolls along. They miss the playoffs despite win having a winning record. That's kind of the way the NFL is. But 2020 comes along. They make the playoffs. They deal with some key injuries. They're playing a quarterback with nine fingers available. They're, they lost their star wide receiver uh, who just won Offensive Player of the Year last night. And, uh, you know, their big player that I've already mentioned, Aaron Donald, he was uh, about 30% healthy. So they lose in the divisional round, uh, you know, the round before the semifinals. And then the next season, which is this season, you know, Sean McVay gets the blessing from Stan Kroenke. Hey, you know, the quarterback that we have, Jared Goff, he's not taking me to this level. We need to get here. We need to win the Super Bowl. Uh, and they decide to go out and make a trade for a guy in Detroit, Matthew Stafford, who is severely underrated in my opinion, but a lot of people seem to think he just wasn't very good. He couldn't play in the big moment. And so now they're playing in a Super Bowl, and we'll see what happens on Sunday if, if he can win that. But a lot of this, a lot of the, the, the pinnacle of what this has become is because of the trust that Stan Kroenke had to sign off on a hire of Sean McVay at age 30 and let him develop team, you know, after team and let him make mistakes and learn from them and go out and be able to spend the money, go out and get an Odell Beckham Jr. who is globally known uh, from his time with the Giants. You know, this guy wanted out. They got him. They got Von Miller, one of the best pass rushers and a former Super Bowl MVP in his own right. So getting all of these stars and and being able to put together the coaching staff McVay has uh, has been able to develop the guys even below the star level, you know, because they've been dealing with some injuries and those guys have stepped up. So it really all comes down to the fact that Stan Kroenke kind of stayed out of the way, you know, you know, provided the funds, checked off the boxes. OK, you can go trade for this guy. You can do that. He stayed out of it, but he provided the funds and he had. Uh, the confidence he had in an unprecedented hire in a 30 year old, you know, youngest coach of all time, Sean McVay. Yeah, that's yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very like when you touch on Sean McVay, there's a bit of similarities with our current manager, Mikko Arteta. Um, he's in his 30s. Um, Arsenal trusted him. But when he was appointed, he was the head coach. 
But after a year, he won the FA Cup. He won a trophy um, within his first season and they appointed him as manager. So, so they gave him that trust. They gave him that authority. And I can I can see a lot of similarities in between that. What do you reckon, Bailey? Yeah, I completely agree. When you were saying young coach, trusting in him, get, letting him make mistakes, but at the same time building a team, that is literally Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. It's very interesting. That is definitely a similar parallel. There's hopefully Arsenal can eventually get on the same route as the LA Rams. But just talking about the Super Bowl, just what's the impact if you do win or if you do lose? And do you think there'll be a direct impact to Arsenal, Jake, by any chance? That's a really good question. I have no idea. If they lost, would it have any impact on Arsenal? And if they won, would it have any impact on Arsenal? I couldn't really tell you for sure. Uh, I will say that this team is here to stay. Um, even though they have a 34-year-old quarterback uh, in in Matthew Stafford, who they traded for, they actually traded a 26-year-old in, in Jared Goff, uh, who led them to the Super Bowl, or at least was the quarterback of the team that led them to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they got him because he is better than him in just about every category, and this is the guy. So if they win, that kind of goes to show you that was already, I mean, beforehand, it was the right move, but really puts it forth that, hey, this was the right move, and you're not be, you're not able to make these moves with other owners in the NFL. They will not sign off on trades like that. That's why the Rams are the only team really that run their team the way they run it. You know, they're not afraid to trade draft picks, valuable draft picks. Uh, they haven't drafted in the first round since 2016. So you know that is a thing where you know they will trade valuable draft picks to basically say, you know what, we could get this mystery box and we'll see what happens with it. Or we can trade it for a player that is being neglected on another team that we know is way better than where you know what he's treated with. Jalen Ramsey, uh, the signing of Robert Woods and Andrew Whitworth, who actually uh, started his career on the Bengals, who he's playing. So the crazy Super Bowl moment there. Um, but when you you look at it as far as Arsenal goes, I mean. I don't think a, a loss or a win would necessarily have an, any impact on Arsenal, but I will say you win a Super Bowl, you have more funds. Um, so but potentially maybe all of a sudden, you know, Kroenke's like, well, I mean, the Rams are a well-oiled machine. They won the Super Bowl. You know, we won. And now all of a sudden I have more money. And, and you know how like billionaires go. They just want more and more and more. You know, there, there's there's no like threshold, you know, it's all. And I think a lot of it is a status symbol. You know, it's why a lot of these owners own teams in bulk uh, when they don't actually do anything about it. Um, and I think, honestly, he could be a little guilty of that with Arsenal. But we'll see. I guess, you know, really what I'm hoping for for you guys is obviously the, the Rams win the Super Bowl. I'm hoping for that for me. But, uh, you know, maybe the Rams win the Super Bowl. Kroenke sees, OK, the money's really coming in. We, we want a Super Bowl in our second season at this brand new facility. And then all of a sudden, okay, I have the money. I know I spent a lot on SoFi Stadium to build that, but now the money's going to be flying in. This fan base is going to be established and uh, I'll be able to, you know, put some more money into Arsenal and see what, you know, maybe we can do that over with Arsenal. Yeah, what I was going to say is, um, just before we get your predictions, because I'm just curious, I know you're you're obviously expecting a LA Rams victory on Sunday, but Bailey touched on before that Kroenke is not the most open with the Arsenal fan base and that he's, he's quite rare that he does interviews and he doesn't really attend the games um, in London. But I just wanted um, your perspective on whether... 
how open is Stan Kroenke with the LA Rams, with fans like yourself, or is it the same? Most owners really aren't open. Um, so, you know, he's really not that open with, with the Rams. Like, I was surprised to see him being interviewed. He he normally, I, I think he's at most of the games, but I don't know for sure. They don't really zoom in on him. He's not like a, a Jeffrey Lurie or, um, you know, Jerry Jones, who they'll zoom in on, or Arthur Blank or somebody like that for the Falcons. Like, he's not one of those owners where they zoom in on. Um, he's very much not liked by most people and loved by the people of LA. Um, so, you know, there, there's that because he did bring football back to Los Angeles. Uh, they did have football taken away from them. And that's when the Rams moved to St. Louis uh, after the 94 season, I want to say, or 95 season, um, you know, and I think when you look at it, I mean, of course it's going to be like, Oh, well you scratched my back. Now I'm going to scratch yours. But you know, as far as the other, you know, you're talking about St. Louis fans and Arsenal fans. I mean, you know, but for me, I just don't feel like he has that. Like he's not a Mark Cuban who like Mark Cuban, the, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks will literally be outspoken about anything. Uh, he is on literally the floor. He's been fined for arguing with the officials. So like, this is somebody that is so into his team that he owns, which I love uh, even as a Laker fan and the Mavericks are technically a rival. Uh, I love Mark Cuban because the dude is so passionate as an owner. He'll be on the floor yelling at the official. Like you gotta be kidding me. He just hit him. Like that's a foul. And he's been multiple times, uh, you know, fined for it. But that's, that's the thing. You get a guy like Mark Cuban and you get a guy like Stan Kroenke. Cuban's more of a modern era owner. Um, or maybe he's just himself and, and we really haven't seen anybody like Cuban, but Stan Kroenke's more of a traditional. Here's the money. Go do it. I'm paying you to do it. I have my associates. The associates have to work. If they don't, then we'll fire them. We'll find new associates. But it's not one of those things where he's like, you know, rah, rah, cheering on the sideline or anything like that. He's very much a traditional owner where, you know, he's a billionaire businessman. And, uh, you know, that is that. So it's not it's not a surprise that he's not really uh, interactive with the Arsenal fan base because he's not really interactive with the Rams fan base. Uh, he's just not an extremely out there person, um, which is kind of funny when you see billionaires that don't want to be in the spotlight that, you know, it's like they just would rather have, you know, the news that they do or, you know, the new acquisitions that they make. Uh, they just rather have those reported on the news instead of going out and being able to say, I did this. Whereas Mark Cuban is actually doing some really cool stuff uh, for the United States. Um, he actually has a, a company he just came out with. Um, and it's for the idea of, um, you know, how expensive prescription drugs can be and, and how people like to, you know, have the um, basically the generic brand. He is manufacturing generic brand for way like more than half the cost or, or less than half the cost. And, uh, you know, that's like a mission. He's put that out there. He wants to help. Whereas Cronky's more like, you know, he's just he's in the shadows. You don't really see him rah, rah, like, you know, Cuban. Yeah, absolutely. And before we end the show, Jake, I just want to get your, your score prediction for the Super Bowl. How are you feeling? Of course, UK time is at 11.30pm, guys, so make sure you check it out. But Jake, what's your score prediction for the Super Bowl? I got a close one, guys. Um, mm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams came out and just punched, you know, Cincinnati right in the mouth. 
Uh, I think they are the best team, but I have 30 to 27. I think this is going to be a game where they're up 30 to 20 late in the game. Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals, leads the Bengals downfield probably around the minute mark, uh, you know, gets a touchdown. It's, you know, 30 to 27, and we have to sit there and kind of hold our breath for, you know, an impending onside kick. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game, though. It's not one of those games. I know we saw, you know, a blowout last year uh, between the Bucks and the Chiefs. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a competitive game. And, you know, at the end of the day, I do think Matthew Stafford, uh, after all of the pain and suffering he went through in Detroit, uh, will be host, uh, hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy and uh, Super Bowl MVP Trophy uh, in Rams, uh, the second Super Bowl win in Rams history and the fourth NFL title in Rams history. That's my prediction. But again, I mean, I think this team, um, I think this is the best team, but I think, you know, the Bengals deserve a ton of credit. You know, they're not the the sexiest pick. And I know a lot of people, you know, would have rather seen the Chiefs or whatever. But I think it's it's cool because it's a newer pick. You know, it's I know the Rams were just in the Super Bowl uh, not long ago, but they're they don't live in the Super Bowl. So to see the Rams and Bengals, two teams that have kind of had their fair share of doormat, uh, you know, seasons where people would just walk all over them. It's cool to see both of them. And I think it adds parity to the league, something you just normally don't really see uh, with other leagues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want uh, the Rams to win as well, only because of what you said. It could give more funding to Arsenal, which we pray, we pray, we pray. Umar, what are your predictions for the Super Bowl on Sunday? I think, yeah, after the, the defeat two years ago with the Rams, I think they'll bounce back. And I think, I don't think they'll lose again in the Super Bowl final. So I'm expecting a Rams God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see we shall see guys of course the nfl won't be kind con- the super bowl won't be covered on the arsenal way but if you want to see more information on it on the build-up to it and during the game make sure you give jake a follow on twitter at jk bogan and look at his downtown rams content as well as you can find all the information on there but that is it for now guys make sure you like the video leave a comment and most importantly make sure you keep following us down the arsenal way oh,